Welcome back, everyone, to Highlighted in All Sports Culture Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined by Sam. We got no Sully today as he's on his grind with the Jabroni Boys. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. This podcast is presented by Prize Picks. So obviously, check out Prize Picks. But today, we are going to be, I guess, you know, our whole original plan was to have Brad Kelly on the podcast, but, you know, some things popped up and he wasn't able to make it tonight. So I had to, you know, quickly change some plans a little bit. And now we're dropping some uh, hot takes or uh, some, I guess, predictions that you guys have, whether that be for the offseason or for the Super Bowl. We're going to be reading some of them off and reacting to them as obviously the Super Bowl is approaching on Sunday and then the offseason is right around the corner right after that. So we'll start with the Super Bowl. We'll kind of go do Super Bowl first, then we'll get into offseason, and then that'll be it. Then we'll get ready for the Super Bowl on Sunday. But first one is, for the Super Bowl. This was by Z Bakes 13. Uh, Mahomes throws two picks and the Bucks win a close one. So obviously we aren't going to reveal or like say every single, you know, response that we had because the podcast would be seven hours long. But when looking at the responses, I saw like a lot of people were predicting like a Mahomes, like almost like a bad performance. Bad performance. Yeah. Which I, don't, I don't understand it. whatsoever. I mean, I think people were doing that just because they saw the instance of like hot take and they're like, oh, no one thinks Mahomes going to have a bad game. I mean, I could see it happening. But like Mahomes, what he's done this year, we've talked about it. I mean, we might as well call us the Praise Mahomes podcast for how much we talk about him, credit him. I just don't see an instance where he underperforms or performs not well in this game. I know we can credit the Tampa defense all we want, but I just really think that Mahomes, you put him up against any defense in the world and he's going to perform to his level of standard, which is incredible. So I don't think he's going to throw two picks. I think there's obviously what I think last year, didn't he throw two picks in the Super Bowl? Uh, I want to say he did. So obviously I'll, it's I'll, I'll take a look, but All right. yeah, our research guy, Sam's got that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he did. I was like watching highlights a couple of days back and I don't remember it vividly, but I remember like I saw, and I was kind of surprised by it. So obviously there's the possibility of that occurring. Um, and then that was obviously he did. against, he did. Yeah. He did. That was obviously against a incredible San Francisco defense. This is obviously against a incredible bucks defense. So I can see that happening. I just don't think it will. And then the bucks want a close one. I do think this game will be close. I definitely think it will be. These are, you know, two fantastic teams and two teams that were deserving of going to the super bowl. I've been riding the chiefs wave the whole time. Um, or, for the majority of this, the two weeks, I've been kind of saying chiefs the whole time. I think they'll cover the three and a half. Um, I think they'll win from like three to six in that margin. So I don't think the bucks will want a close one, but if you want to consider that a close win for Kansas city, then I guess that's where I predict that. Yeah. I, like you said, I just don't see another, I, I just can't see Mahomes like laying a stinker, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you watched his game against Buffalo last week, he was throwing very conservatively. I mean, if you look at his uh, his next-gen stats, like passing chart, it looks like an Alex Smith chart from when he was in Kansas City. Oh, it's a, it a good thing. Yeah, he was <laughs> throwing the ball really damn well in that game. And I think they're going to kind of take a similar approach against this Tampa Bay defense. And I'm going to be very interested to see how Tampa – approaches Mahomes in this game because the last time and I think when they played like in week like 12 or something like that Tampa's game plan to stop Kansas City was horrible it did not work at all in the first half of that game and they adjusted and it worked out in the second half but they dug themselves in such a big hole that they couldn't come back um, so now they know that they shouldn't put Carlton Davis one-on-one with Tyreek Hill um, so that's a huge plus but I don't know, man. I can see it because this Tampa defense has been doing great turning the ball over this entire season. But I ultimately did pick Kansas City. But if you listen to our last episode, I gave the case why I think Tampa has a very good shot of winning this game. And I do think you think the Chiefs are going to cover. I think the Bucs are going to cover. But I think it's going to be really damn close. So 
Well, you see, if the Bucks do cover, I think Mattress Mac will be a very happy guy who placed $3.5 million on the Bucks to cover. Insane, but... You know, oh my God. I just wish right. I could do something like that, but I can't. <laughs> All right. Next one. Brady throws three picks again and gets blown out. This one was sent in by the notorious Casey who sent in a couple other takes. We'll get to his name again later. Um, I do not think three interceptions will occur by Tom Brady. I do think there's a good chance. He maybe throws two. I think he'll throw one. Um, I, I can't remember where I saw this or where I heard this, but I kind of agree. I think, in this game, because you obviously look at Kansas City secondary, they're going to rely a little bit on the running game to get them going for Tampa Bay and for obvious reasons. So maybe they're not having to put Tom Brady in a situation where he's having to make these tough throws or having to throw the ball where he's making these picks. So I don't think three picks is going to happen with him. I think I could see two occurring, but that's kind of the most I'd put it at. I don't think it's going to be back-to-back three interception game. The GOAT Tom Brady kind of knows – not to do that again hey i hey i did not expect him to throw three picks against us uh because if you know the packers defense we were atrocious at turning the ball over this year because we cannot pressure at all brady threw those picks against us basically against no pressure um except for one play where there was a free a free rusher um this is free safety rusher darnold savage was free um but Otherwise, he threw those on his own will, and there were some bad balls in there. And there was also one that was dropped that was a really bad ball that would have avoided that touchdown before the half. I'm glad our DC's gone. Let's just not bring that up. But um, yeah, I I, I agree. I don't think Brady at the biggest stage in the Super Bowl would pull something like that. I mean, could you imagine the narrative coming oh, out of the game? Yeah. Be if he got blown out and he had three picks against Patrick Mahomes, like the I, I can already Patrick see, Mahomes yeah. campaign would already start up. Well, I think it'd be more of like Tom Brady's not my goat. And it's like, yeah, well, that's just blasphemy in my opinion. I but, mean, if, like, even if he loses this game, he's still the goat. Like, he, can lose no by, he can lose by 102 and I don't care. He's still my goat. But it does close the gap between Mahomes and Brady, obviously, because yeah. I mean, imagine, oh, what this would do for Mahomes legacy taking down the goat like in a blowout like in his second super bowl that'd be insane yeah all right but uh moving on devin white super bowl mvp and that's from mafia frog um so i assume they're thinking that tampa's defense is going to be insane in this game i could definitely see that because devin white can blitz the hell (laughs) like blitz like hell but the thing is, Mahomes is elite against the Blitz. I mean, his passer rating against the Blitz is better than most quarterbacks' normal passer rating. So, like, I don't know. But Devin White has been playing out of his mind in this postseason. I mean, he had a game against New Orleans. Like, he clear if that game against New Orleans was a Super Bowl, he'd be Super Bowl MVP. No question. He was that great. So, I think this is realistic. I do. I don't think it's going to happen for the sole purpose of I have Kansas City winning this game. And obviously, you never see an instance where the losing team wins Super Bowl MVP. But if Tampa was to come out on top, and obviously, if it was a situation where the defense, you know, I would guess I would compare it to Super Bowl 50. We obviously saw, the, saw that with Von Miller. The defense of Denver was basically carrying that team and obviously held Carolina to 10 points in that game. So it kind of had to be a situation similar to that. But I don't see um i don't see kansas city only putting up 10 to 20 or 10 i guess 10 to 17 points you know they're gonna put up points and because that's what they're known for and i just don't think that you know even if even if devin white i was about to say levante david uh even if devin white has this incredible game but tampa is obviously putting up this large number i think you're still going to give it from to an offensive player just because that's how it usually goes so I don't think it's going to happen, but I love obviously Devin White and I like the uh, I like the bold in that. So that's what yeah, I'm I about mean, that. defensive players rarely win Super Bowl MVP. I mean, it usually goes to the quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl MVP and he only threw 150 yards. Yeah, yeah. that was in like early 2000s. Um, the last one obviously was Von Miller. How many years before Von Miller do you think was the last Super Bowl MVP? Uh, was this is going to be a completely random guess. I'm going to go with 14. 
It was 13. So you were close. No way. It was Dexter Jackson for Tampa. Oh, Tampa. I mean, and then how many years before that do you think it was? It's a lot easier. 18. No, it was two. (laughs) It was was Ray Lewis. So I mean, you can't really deny that. (laughs) I thought your whole, yeah, whatever. The whole point is defensive players don't usually win it. We, we do have a lot of Super Bowl MVP takes. So um, I'll throw this one out there next. It's just so we can stay on the topic of Super Bowl MVP. Brady wins ring number seven, but Chris Godwin gets Super Bowl MVP. And that's from Nick J6200. So I'm guessing he thinks that there's going to be kind of another defensive battle similar to New England, LA a few years back where Edelman won Super Bowl MVP. Um. I don't know. I feel like the Godwin would need to have such an amazing game compared to the rest of that insane Tampa receiving core yeah. for me to like give it to him over Brady, especially if Brady wins number seven. Um, but I mean, Godwin this postseason has had a lot of drops. So, well, here's the thing is so it's like if Godwin was to win Super Bowl MVP, you would expect his stat line to be something like, I don't know, like let's just say like, eight receptions, 125, and two touchdowns. That would be yeah. – we would figure something like that. But you have to – you would also take into account Brady would – obviously that 125 would go up with the amount of targets that he has on the offensive side of the ball, which ultimately yeah. would mean it's probably going to go to Brady. So – and I think as much as, you know, people want to admit it or not, I think they're going to kind of find a way to make Brady the Super Bowl MVP if they win that game. I think even if like, you know, there's a situation where he's maybe not the clear cut winner, I think just because of who he is and his name, they're going to kind of give it to him. Um, So I don't think it's going to be Chris Godwin, but obviously the whole take of Brady winning a seventh ring, I can completely see that happening. I think it's going to be a close game. So that's what I have to say about that. All right, moving on. Uh, All right. I like this one because – McColl's our guy here at ASC. Mikko Hardman scores a game-winning touchdown in overtime, and that was also sent in by the notorious Casey. Look, it's like one of those things where you obviously have no evidence that this is going to occur, except basically if you think that McColl is a good receiver and has the capability of doing so, and he obviously does. So you kind of have to go out of the box and just guess with a prediction like this. I like it. Um, I, I definitely think that this game could certainly go into overtime. So I agree with you in that regard. And if Kansas city has the ball first, there's a good chance they score on that drive. So I can completely see it. I like it. Um, I think obviously the obvious answer for the game winning touchdown in overtime would be a Tyreek or a Kelsey. So why not kind of go out of the box and pick someone that not a lot of people would expect. So I like it. Yeah. It's just kind of hard to predict these kinds of things. And, yeah. Um... I agree with you in that, in that sentiment. So I don't know he redeemed himself last week. You know, did you see the clip on the sideline where they're yeah. like, he, he had the, uh, the muff punt and then they're like gassing him up. You're like, you're okay. You'll redeem yourself. Then he had the giant run and the, yeah. and the touchdown. So, but there's another me take. McCole Hardman gets three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. One kickoff return touchdown, one receiving touchdown and one rushing touchdown. That's from Jake Kozel. Um, Look, if it's ever crediting Mikko Harbin, I'm going to like it just because <laughs> Mikko is our guy here at ASC, but I, I don't know about all that. It seems I mean, a lot. Yeah, I mean, he'd be Super Bowl MVP. That's, which, if he which gets all that. I'm good with. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with no, but I like it. That's what I have to I, say about I, it. I will say this. Tampa's uh, special teams is kind of dookie. I will say that. I mean, they almost had two kickoff return touchdowns on them against the Saints. Yeah. It's the Saints special teams is awesome. And um, I don't know. All right. Chiefs have more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns. And that's from David Mills, 0212. I think it's a completely no. I think there's no no chance. Tampa's Tampa's rushing defense is amazing. It's the best in the NFL. And I just don't think Kansas City has established the run, especially in this postseason, to the extent where they can do it a lot. No, their rushing attack hasn't been that great this year. And also, their red zone offense has not been that great this year. Um, Yeah. So, I think they're going to get a lot of chunk plays, though. I know that for a fact. All right. 
Now, on the flip side of that, Raph Meyer says Mahomes and Brady combined for seven touchdowns. I like it. I might agree with that one. I, I don't know. <sighs> what What do you think the total score of this game is? Well, going? that's what I'm thinking because the over-under set right now, I think, is 56 and a half. That's and high. That's it's high, high, but you have to figure. I don't think it'll be that high. Um, I think it and well, here's the, also the other thing I'm taking into account. If the if it's true that it's going to rain or storm or whatever, and obviously not be the best weather for the Super yeah. Bowl, you have to figure that decreases the chances of it going over on the score. I've always yeah. kept that in the back of my mind. Maybe I'll make a bet on that, but who knows? <laughs> um, but maybe I'm thinking something like. 24-21 Kansas City. Oh, so you think that the Bucs are going to cover, but they're going to lose. Oh, yeah, that kind of goes against my whole That's covering. My sense of, I, think, I think Kansas City will score around 27, um, and the Bucs will score around 24. All right, I'm going with this. 27-21, an overtime touchdown by Kansas City. That's what okay. I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. All right. It's, it's going to be McCole, by the way. Uh, yeah so you're saying casey's right i'm saying casey's right what about uh jake no i i don't think (laughs) that's a little too extreme all right and then the last one we have for the super bowl hot takes brady throws three more tutties than patrick no no let's move on there's um, (laughs) no (laughs) you think there's no chance i don't think there's a chance but watch because i say that it's gonna happen it's just my i mean maybe david's right and the chiefs have more rushing tds and clyde just has a super bowl mvp caliber game or i I, honestly i can see an instance where clyde pops off i just have a gut feeling about it obviously every single thing that we just talked about has it going we're like he has no reason to do well, but just part of me has Clyde just popping off this game for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, let's hope. I'm just hoping it's a good offensive game. But with that being said, that was the Super Bowl hot takes that you guys have. Just before we get into the off season hot takes that you guys submitted, we got a sponsor. And if you were listening at the beginning, this podcast was brought to you by prize picks, the simplest form of fantasy sports right now. You pick two to five players and can win up to 10 times on any entry. It allows multi-sports, so you can do Mahomes over-under fantasy points and over-under on LeBron. You can do two sports or even more at once. It's pretty fun if you like a ton of sports rather than just football or basketball. If you sign up using the code ALLSPORTS, you'll receive an instant deposit match of up to $100. Check it out on the App Store. Yet again, use code all sports and you'll receive an instant deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. I know Kurt loves prize picks. You got any, you got any, well, all I got to say is, you know, I'm banking on Nicole Jokic to get over the 23 and a half for my prize picks right now. I got the, uh, I got the under on jaw and I got the over on, um, who was that? Get, who was the over Eric Gordon. So all I need is Jokic and I get, you know, I'm cashing out, but I to go back to, you know, I love prize picks. I've been using it for a while now, and I definitely think people should check out the app, and I definitely think they should use the promo code all sports. Yes, sir. That's all right. Say about that. All right. Well, thank you to prize picks, and let's move on to the offseason hot takes you guys gave us because this offseason is going to be fun. There's a lot of quarterback carousel talk right now. I mean, we just saw Matt Stafford get traded to the Rams, and none of us expected that. You know, the cap's going to go down, so a lot of teams have more advantage with their cap space, and some teams just don't because they have zero cap space at all or they're way in the negative. I'm looking at you, New Orleans, but um, let's get right into it with uh, Pat- Patricio... What? Patricio P. Carr. I, tr- I, I tried. I'm sorry. It's good enough. All right. <laughs> Jimmy G goes to the Patriots, and the 49ers get Deshaun Watson. I just don't see an instance where Garoppolo returns to uh, New England. I don't think he's going to go back to New England. Oh, to New England. Okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought you meant to the, the 49ers. Oh, no, no. I definitely see an instance where he doesn't return to San Francisco. It's one of those situations where it's just like the Rams. I think Kyle Shanahan wants to get his guy, and it's apparent that Jimmy Garoppolo is not his guy. Even though I will say, 
I don't think Garoppolo is as bad as some people want to put him out to be. I don't think he's good by any means, but let's not forget, you know, I, I know people are going to make the, you know, the stance of it was his defense that carried him, but he got to the Super Bowl, almost won that. I mean, people forget the third and 10 where he went deep to um, Manuel Sanders. Manuel Sanders. I mean, if that ball was three yards closer, they win the game. It's close. So, um, but anyway, you could also go- say that his his ceiling limits you could say that his ceiling limits the Niners and I mean I oh, kind of agree with I'm that. not I'm not saying they should keep him I, oh, I do okay okay good, good I'm just saying I, I think for what people are expressing about Garoppolo I think it's to a high extent I, I yeah. don't think he's that bad he's not I, bad he's limiting he's not top 10 quarterback like right. Jackson and says it, he is <laughs> But <laughs> and if it's like and if San Francisco is in a situation, I know we agree where they have a chance to win the NFC West and potentially go back to the Super Bowl, you have to you have to you know go get your quarterback. So in this instance, they are thinking that it's Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson was a 49er, oh they're winning. I would the NFC. they're winning. Put, the I would put a boatload of money on uh, them winning the Super Bowl. I'm pretty confident in that, or I mean, at least they- winning the NFC. They currently have the worst quarterback in the NFC West. And Jimmy G is not a bad quarterback. Right. He's yeah. Good, exactly. But he's just in a division with Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and now Matthew Stafford. And I mean, you could still argue that the 49ers are the best team in that division. That I mean, argument I, would be true. I would, but they're going to lose a lot of players this offseason. I mean, their yeah. secondary is going to be gone. Which is, and a lot of people are saying that you know, the 49ers who may drafting quarterback. I, I don't see that happening either. They stick with Garoppolo, I say, but I think the, the one option is they're going to try and target like a veteran quarterback, but who, okay. Who other than Watson that's available right now would be a massive enough upgrade to um, Jimmy G yeah. because I feel like Matt Stafford was that guy. You could, you could try and- Dak. I don't think it'll work though. They don't have the money to get that. Right. Uh, they got to re-sign Trent Williams. So you think, do you think they will re-sign Trent? I mean, they just traded a third round third and a fifth for him. I mean, they're going to let Richard Sherman walk and all their other corners to make it work. I mean, Trent was amazing this year for his age. I sadly know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, let's continue the Watson talk. Uh, yeah. Cause we have a lot of Watson takes. Uh, let's just do the next two in a row. Um, one of them says Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Broncos. And then the other one says Deshaun Watson gets traded for Derek Carr, a 2021 first and second and a 2022 second. All right. Let me just interject here that that Raiders trade is not enough for Deshaun. Like it's not even close to enough for Deshaun Watson, but I got in this debate in the last podcast with Kurt and Sully about a Raiders trade surrounding Deshaun. It was, what was it? Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and, and three first rounders. Four. Okay. I thought you guys were insane for not taking that. And Call I still insane. stand by that. And I also got in a debate with Kurt in Twitter DMs about oh, the Twitter DM debates. Gotta love them. A trade that would send Deshaun to Washington, which was three first round picks and Chase Young. And I think you're insane for not wanting to do that either. If you could get a potential all pro hall of fame quarterback and you just have to give up chase young, who's also potentially an all pro defensive end and a hall of famer. I I agree. But which is more valuable? I understand what you're saying. And on top of yourself, we suck at drafting quarterbacks. Earlier in the day, you sent me a screenshot of Aaron Rodgers before Jason Campbell. So, and you just took Dwayne Haskins, his dance now you're interjected. I'm not going to blame you for RG3 because of all the injuries he got. But I mean, was a stud. I miss I mean, those days. I mean, man, you want to have modern day RG3? Hey, Deshaun. I, obviously, I don't want the narrative to, and I don't, I'm not saying you are. I would take Deshaun in a heartbeat and I would be willing to throw the three first rounders his way. And obviously there's the whole debate on is simply three first rounders enough because what we just saw with Matthew Stafford, that was two first rounders. You would have to figure Watson's at least worth another first rounder. And there's gotta be something on top of that. Chase Young, in my opinion, 
I'm not necessarily saying you're undervaluing him because I understand your stance on if you want to get this all pro player and it's Deshaun Watson, who's 25 years old, you're going to obviously have to give up a lot. And I understand that, but Chase Young, maybe it's just because I fell in love with him his rookie year and I'm crediting him higher than I should be, but a player who's on a rookie contract, who still has three to four years on that rookie contract before he's going to get a massive payday, which he should um, Chase Young next season, I think has the potential to not necessarily win defensive player of the year, but at least be in the conversation that, I mean, we saw what he was doing at the end of the year, obviously to kind of start the year. I don't think it was a bad year. It was more of just, he was getting a lot of doing a lot of things that didn't show up on show up on the stat sheet. And then you saw kind of at the end of the year, he was all putting it together and really turning into an elite defensive end. So I think going into his second year, I'm obviously super high on him. I'm super high on the whole def- Washington's front seven, as I should be, or the front four. Um, so my whole thing is when you have a Chase Young, who I think the potential to this guy is sky high, obviously we both, and you especially, you had him first on the draft board. Obviously he was, in, I could go load on loads about how great he was and how great he is. So I almost think that while getting it to Sean Watson, you know, I would love that. And that's kind of, I've said this many times where I feel like I quarterback away from really being contenders at the same time, I look at it and I'm like, am I willing to give up a chase young who I just praised and kind of talked about why I wouldn't give up on him. I think chase should be almost like a lock, like untradeable, unless it's like chasing the first for Deshaun, but obviously Houston, I would, they would, how many, how many first round picks would you have to take away from that trade to do it? Because let's be real here. You get to Sean, you take out chase. Your D line is still elite. It's still a great D line. I I understand replace him pretty well because sweat and the rest of that line can do work and you have money to spend to put pieces around to Sean and you would easily be the favorites in the NFC East for a while. Um, So those first round picks would be late. So I'm going to be honest with you. If you save more than one, I think you're going to be crazy. I would do, I would do, is this including chase in it? Yes. I'm hesitant. How many, how many firsts would have to be if no chase? Okay. Obviously you'd say three, but like you would have to give like five or six. If it was, if you're keeping chase, but or you'd I, have, I just, you'd have I'm to just not willing to give player. five or six first round picks. Well, it's a, it's a you lot. have to get rid of a player. Then someone not named chase young, which is why I'm feet. open to trading a player like Matt. Ioannidis, Jonathan Allen, Deron Plain. Okay. Why would the Texans want Matt? Ioannidis though. Oh, I is a stud. People forget. He's great. People he's forget. Great. I know. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I, I just, I think while you can make the case, you know, Montez maybe even had a better year than Chase. It just goes back to the whole thing of I think Chase's potential is enormous to the point where I'm holding a high value on him. Let me interject here because we have not really talked about the two teams that the takes are based upon. <laughs> um, sorry. Sorry, sorry everyone. Sorry, Casey <laughs> and uh, Andrea. They're probably like, uh, I don't care about Washington. <laughs> So do you think there's a chance he goes to the Broncos? Um, what was the report today that it was like Deshaun I, would be I open? It. it was a, I think it was a report that was like Deshaun would be open to going to Denver. And I can kind of understand why. I mean, you obviously, we've talked about this on the pod many times. If a lot of those injuries doesn't occur, how does the whole, you know, team, how does Denver kind of, how, how much better are they? And I think they're obviously better. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think I'm kind of leaning towards if I, I do think Deshaun's obviously going to get shipped this off season. I, I know one of the mm. takes is that he won't, but we'll get into that as it is. So I think he will. And the two teams that I've kind of, and obviously these are the most notable ones, but I think they're the two most that are likely to occur is Miami and New York. So if he was to ship, I would think it'd be those two. I could see Denver happening. Um, obviously people are going to make the whole, well, that's not the John Elway typical quarterback, but I think John Elway, he's not even like the GM anymore. 
He's more on just the uh, operation side, I believe. Not he promoted himself so he could get a better paying position and someone else could do his work. Like that's I mean, genius. That, that I, genius. Massive respect for that. Um, but obviously you'd have to be a fool no matter what kind of quarterback you look for to not want to Sean Watson. So if Denver, if they call, I mean, I think Denver should at least call Houston and see what they can offer. Um, but I don't think it will transpire. I think, uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll say this first and I'll ask you the question I was going to ask you. I think, I don't think he's going to Miami or New York. Like you said, I think he's going to Carolina. I, I, I like that. I mean, obviously, I think you're going to bring up the point. Carolina was aggressive for Stafford. Why wouldn't they be for Watson? They were aggressive for Stafford, and they have – I forgot who their new GM's name is, but he's from the John Schneider tree. And mm. if you know John Schneider, he is not afraid to trade shit to get great players. I mean, he's traded two first-round picks for Jamal Adams. Yeah. Two firsts and a third. Or, am I crazy? I don't know. He's traded a lot to get Jamal Adams. You thinking – Carolina, who down the stretch, you saw Teddy Bridgewater kind of fall off a cliff. You put Deshaun Watson in that offense. I mean, oh my God, they're going to be a great, great team. And I think I I brought this up in the pod before when talking about um, Carolina and how much I love their future outlook with how their defense is built currently. And, um, you know, you could trade Jeremy Chin in a package for him or Derek Brown or whatever it may be. But look at the landscape of the NFC South. You have Drew Brees who's about to retire and the Saints are in cap hell. So they're going to have to be paying for that for the next couple of years. You have the Bucks, who have Tom Brady on his last stretch of his career, you would think. Um, so who they're knows gonna, with him though. Yeah, who knows with him because he's going to play till he's 50 at this rate. <laughs> And then you have Atlanta with Matt Ryan and they're kind of doing a mini retool rebuild type thing. We don't really know if they're going to take a quarterback in this draft. Um, So this is prime for Carolina to set themselves up to be a great team in this division for a long time. And I think sacrificing the picks, and I think they know this too, sacrificing the picks to get to Sean Watson, to put him in this offense under Matt rule and Joe Brady is worth it. I think they'd be the team that's aggressive enough to actually pay up for a Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I agree with it. I mean, now, I can definitely see it happening. Now, what I wanted to ask you, it kind of relates to this Raiders question. <laughs> Did you see the reports about the Raiders potentially shopping Derek Carr I, so they I can did. get a return so they can make a run at Deshaun? I did. Now, I have a question for you that kind of relates to you specifically. What's up? How do you feel about Washington getting Derek Carr? I would love it. Oh, I love it. I, I mean, I think I've said before how much I appreciate Derek Carr and think he's more on the underrated side of things. I made a um, I this account on TikTok. You probably don't even know it. I literally just talk sports. It has like I don't know, two hundred followers, and I did something. I was like Derek Carr because it was like the whole um Derek Carr or Vegas interested in shipping Derek Carr this offseason in exchange for Deshaun Watson. And I was like, you know, I understand. And I, I said this, obviously Deshaun Watson's a massive upgrade over Derek Carr. Anyone can realize that. Um, and I think that Vegas should definitely do the trade if they think they're not willing, if they're not giving up too much in that stance. Um, but I've said this, I don't think Vegas should have any plans of getting rid of Derek Carr this offseason. I think Derek Carr, you look at kind of what he did last year, obviously I don't blame him at all for what happened with that team. It was solely on the defense and that defense defensive collapse was terrible. And we've said this, I mean, we brought it up many times how Derek Carr looked like one of the only quarterbacks on the offensive side of the ball who like wasn't scared of Kansas city. And in both appearances against them, it almost looked like that rant or Raiders offense and Derek Carr weren't afraid of them kind of going against the whole story, but I'll go back to what I was talking about. Derek Carr, I think he's great. If Washington can somehow acquire him, I would be buzzed for that. I think it'd be really good. Um, Derek Carr, you know, I think. Would you trade your one for him? I would trade 19 for him. You would? I would. Ooh. But you wouldn't. Wait. So you would trade your one for Derek Carr, but you wouldn't trade more than your one for Stafford? 
I would trade more than my one, definitely, well, for Stafford. Okay, because like before you said you wouldn't trade more than your one for Stafford. and I do not remember saying that. Okay, well, I might have pod, said Pod's got the receipts, but <laughs> I think I said, I think this could be completely wrong. What I remember saying was I would give up 19 for Stafford. I don't know if I would give up another first rounder for him. And then that's where we got into the debate of is he going to be worth two first rounders? Yeah. I think that's what it was. I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The, the point is, I would trade 19 for Derek Carr. Okay. Well, maybe that happens. I don't really think it will. I, think I don't think it will either. going to stay still in Vegas. Um, like you said, he's been good for them. I mean, he's kind of similar to Jimmy G. We're like, he's got a ceiling, but he's still good. Um, I think he's much better than Jimmy G. But I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But um, All right. Speaking of the Raiders. Marcus Mariota is traded to the Saints to compete for the starting job. So I'm guessing Casey here is saying that um, Drew Brees is going to retire, which is very reported right which now. Which is going to happen. Not true. <laughs> it's not done yet. But so the Saints right now, their quarterback situation is uh, Taysom Hill. Jameis Winston is a free agent, but they said they want to want him back. And um Maybe they would get Mariota. Now, I don't know if the Saints can afford to acquire Marcus Mariota right now, uh, but if anyone can make it work, it's Mickey Loomis. So what's your take on this, Kurt? Uh, I definitely think Marcus Mariota has a good chance of not returning to Vegas for the sake of, I think that he could get an opportunity to compete for the starting job, whether that be in New Orleans or another team out there. Uh, Mark Bullock, this guy I follow on Twitter, he presented recently worked for the athletic. He did a film review on uh, Marcus Mariota and he had showcased a lot of the good things that he did specifically in his one game that he started. I can't remember who that was against off the top of my head. Not that that really matters, but obviously that was when Derek Carr had the injury. Marcus Mariota played well that game enough to where people were at least in consideration of him being the starter for Vegas. I was opposed to it. And if you didn't hear, obviously it was because I love Derek Carr and you know, people get that by now. But I do think Marcus Mariota is capable of being a starter in the league. And I definitely think that he should have the ability or chance to compete for the starting job, wherever that be. So if that's New Orleans, I'm fine with it. Or if it's another team that is looking for a quarterback this year, I'm fine with it too. So I can kind of, I don't think he's going to return to Vegas. I think there's a good chance that he's competing for a starting job. That's my take on that. Uh, where? Yeah, I'm. I don't where, know. I don't know where. Well, about I'm Washington? Sure. Would you be? Would you be down for Washington? I, I, I keep asking about Washington. Because... No, I mean you should. I'm a fan here. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if you're taking the one game sample in that Vegas game, you would say yes. I mean, he played well enough to where he's a star in the league. But just what I saw from him in his Tennessee days, it's like. I don't want any part of that. Obviously the whole situation with Tennessee and Vegas is different. Um, So I wouldn't be opposed to it, but it's one of those things. And we've been referring to it the whole pod. It's just, what are we giving up for it? Yeah. I mean, who really cares though? Because you guys are in cam. I will ask this really quick uh, before we move on, because this one's kind of going along. Um, If, if the, Panthers did get Deshaun and they did not trade Teddy. How would you feel about a Teddy and New Orleans reunion? Because he was great there. He was five and oh. He was he was great. Um I think it's possible, but yeah, I don't it'd be kind of hard for them to do cap wise, but it's just an idea to throw out there. Yeah. Um, um yeah, I I don't know. This whole offseason it's so unpredictable. So we'll see what happens and what decisions teams make. Because obviously, at least for me, I didn't expect Teddy to go to Carolina in the first place. Then he went to Carolina, and that kind of reshuffled everything. So we'll see what kind of happens over the offseason. It's going to be crazy. But um, Teddy to New Orleans would be interesting. Teddy two clubs is the GOAT. (laughs) (laughs) All All right. Next question. J.J. Watt is a stealer next year. No. This was sent in by Joe Ebb01. No. No, I don't think so. But, you know, the reports came up, obviously, with the whole dysfunctional organization there in Houston. They were, you know, I think 
it was Schechter that tweeted this or reported this. He was like, obviously people are focusing on Watson, but there still needs some clarity thrown at or shown to JJ Watt as there should be. He's done a lot for that organization and the direction that this organization is headed into. He needs to understand kind of the direction this team is heading in and all what is going down. So if JJ Watt isn't being presented that he could have a situation where he wants out of Houston. Um, if that's, you know, if he's okay with the whole situation, which I don't know why anyone would be, but who knows um, if he stays in Houston, which obviously that's a good chance of that happening as well. Then this whole, if he's going to be on the Steelers, it doesn't matter. But um, I don't, off the top of my head, I wouldn't expect them to move this off season. Um, I, I will ask you this. If he was to move, is there a team in, that you have in mind that you think would want to, or, would acquire him well as a green bay packers fan and in the state of jj watts residence i would love jj watt especially (laughs) if we change to a four three um but i don't think that's going to happen um i think cleveland would be interested in him because they do need a second pass rusher next to miles garrett um I can't really think of anyone else because it's kind of hard with the cap right now. Um, but that'd be kind of one I think of. Uh, maybe, no, nah, it wouldn't be the Colts. I would say the Colts, but they can't really do that. Um, but yeah, I'll go with them. All right. For Cleveland. Uh, but what I will say about the uh Steelers with JJ Watt I don't think that's possible now as much as I'm a huge fan of the Watt family I've been big fans of them because they were at Wisconsin Wisconsin's my my team um so I've been rooting for them since they came into the league I was furious when Green Bay had the chance to take TJ Watt and then they traded back and then the Steelers took him the pick after us yeah I was I was pretty mad about that and especially because we need a rush pass rusher but whatever um the Steelers don't need him. They just don't. And the Steelers are going to be over the cap this year. And they have a ton of free agents like Bud Dupree, Juju Smith-Schuster, and a couple other guys. I mean, they're going to have to cut some guys like Joe Hayden. They're losing off uh, key offensive linemen like uh, Alejandro Villanueva. So I just don't think they're going to be able to afford J.J. Watt. But the thing is, they also don't need him because they have T.J. Watt. They have Alex Highsmith, who played really well once Bud Dupree uh, had his ACL injury so he can replace them. And then their defensive line with Cam Hayward and Stefan Tuitt is elite. So, and they just re-upped Cam Hayward. So I don't really see a point for them. I mean, this is obviously just to be like, Oh, we have all the Watt brothers in one team, but uh, I'd love to see it, but I don't think it happens. I don't think it does either. And special shout out to Alex Highsmith, went to the university of North Carolina at Charlotte which is very close to my house. All right. Um, all right, moving on. Um, we'll do with the best O-line and new signee, Chris Godwin, Andrew Luck comes back to Indy. <laughs> this was submitted by Josh X Rasso. Um, I, I'm very sorry to say this because I, for one, it was a huge Andrew Luck fan. Um, loved Andrew Luck. Well. And I think a lot of people, including me, predicted him coming into not obviously this year, but 2019 had him winning MVP. I had high hopes for that indie team. And then out of nowhere, I'm watching the uh, Miami Florida game. And then everyone got the breaking news that Andrew Luck was retiring. Um, You know, people kind of were assuming that it'd be a one or two year stint. I ultimately thought it wasn't going to be, I was like, you know, I think this guy's actually done. And you have to consider he was coming off a tough injury um, you could kind of sense that the game was getting to him from a mental standpoint. Um, and that's the thing we're going to see. I've said this and a lot of people can agree with me. I think um, we're going to see a lot of players. We saw with Luke Keekley, we saw with Andrew Luck that are going to be retiring at the age of 30 and kind of right after their second contract. It makes a lot of sense because if that, after that rookie deal, you get paid and you perform well while being paid. And you're now around the age of let's say 29 or 30 and you kind of got your payday and you don't want to really experience the mental and physical toughness of the NFL, then why not just retire? I mean, and just kind of don't put that on yourself. 
But anyway, this is kind of going off the uh, general question. But Andrew Luck is not returning to the NFL. Obviously, the whole thing about his dad being the commissioner of the XFL was funny for a bit. And then this year, there's so many reports on, you know, is Andrew Luck going to return to the Colts? It happens every single season. And as much as I would love to see it happen, it won't. Sorry to say that. Um, Indy fans, I know you need a quarterback. And Andrew Luck, if he came back, I mean, who knows? You guys would be an incredible team. But it's not going to happen. And you will have to settle for another quarterback. I mean, Jim Irsay essentially canned this idea earlier today. I don't know if you saw, but he did an entire interview today. And there's a lot of questions about the rumors about Andrew Luck coming back. And he's like, there's just no chance. There's no chance. He's like, I, I wish every single day that it could happen, but it, it's not. He said, Andrew's like loving retirement more than he did once he retired. So it's not happening. The more likely scenario out of this is Chris Godwin is a Indianapolis cult, which I could see because they're going to have a lot of money to spend, but who's their quarterback. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback Indianapolis. Yeah. Like what are they going to do? I I thought Stafford was perfect for them, but they didn't, they didn't even like swoop in to make a big offer. They didn't even offer their first round pick. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. And also best O-line's not going to happen because they just lost Costanzo. Yeah. And I'm hearing rumblings that they might test Quentin Nelson at left tackle. Nah, I'm good. You're good. I mean, that'd just be fun. Like, it would, be, but... Uh, let's be, I think he'd do fine. I don't think he'd be bad at well, it. Well, Quentin Nelson, I feel it. like you could put anywhere. He'd do fine. I mean, he'll uh, still be a Hall of Fame left guard, yeah. but keep him out as a Hall of Fame left guard, not a Pro Bowl left tackle. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, and no thanks. Um, and that's the thing, is you kind of have to consider what do they have, the 21st pick in the draft, that that's would be their... With a very centralized left tackle draft you'd kind of consider that they would go that route at the 21st pick but then it brings up the question if they don't go quarterback in the draft which i don't think anyone has them doing what are they doing from the quarterback position is it darnold is it wentz is it maybe watson no that's in division that's right i mean i i don't think it will but what's it going to be because i would think and obviously the organization being as smart as it is would understand it too. You're a quarterback away from really competing. And I just don't think that Sam Darnold or Carson Wentz really gives you that maybe Wentz just because of what he was once in Philadelphia, but you know, what else? Who knows? I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I thought Stafford, if they got Stafford that they'd be Super Bowl contender. I thought they were going to be by far the favorites in the AFC South. Uh, I've been saying since the season ended that the Colts are definitely going to be my favorites in the AFC South um, next year. But if they don't get a quarterback and they're rocking with Jacoby Brissett or Brian Hoyer again, or Jacob Eason. Yeah. Jacob Eason. I will there. say I was very, I was pretty high on Eason in last year's draft, not high enough to where I would have them really starting this year with the amount of talent on Indianapolis, but it'd be fun. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they go for Cam. I don't see them oh, as a please. Cam. I don't see them as a Cam team, though. So, I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see what the Colts do at quarterback, because uh, especially with Ballard's comments earlier in the season, uh, who really knows? But uh, speaking of quarterbacks, because a lot of these are quarterback-based, obviously, Broncos trade their top 10 pick for Carson Wentz. Um, let me just tell you this front and center. No. <laughs> Did you just see Jared Goff had to get traded with two first round picks and a third round pick attached to him to get rid of that contract? I know obviously you're getting Stafford in that deal too, but they paid up so much because you, they got rid of uh, Goff's contract at the same time. And Wentz got paid more. And Trading nine overall for Carson Wentz would be horrible. It'd just be bad. It would. Um, And the thing is, I don't see a team like – if a team was to try and get 
Carson Wentz, I wouldn't expect it to be Denver. Um, Wentz, I think it's pretty certain at this point, Philly's going to try again with him next year. And I think they should. I, I still think, I don't know what it is about me. I still don't think Wentz is terrible. He had a terrible year. I, yeah. I will say that. But I, I go back to what he did before the year, and I can't help but say that it was really good. And, you know, people are automatically – I've seen people, you know, it's like those posts where it's like grading first-round quarterbacks and, you know, what they've done in the NFL. And they give such a low grade to Carson Wentz. And it's incredible because people's narrative changes simply because of one short stint or like one year. Yeah. And it's like – before this year, I, I've said this, I think, 70, like 70 times on the pod. He was a top seven or eight quarterback in the league. Yep. Very good. And this, no one was expecting this this year. I mean, I wasn't. Um, even Micah, someone in ASC, had him winning MVP. It just goes to show what the expectations for him, you know, not to the extent of him, but people were high on him this year. I would give him another chance. I like the idea. I don't like the idea of trading uh, – the ninth overall pick for that though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I agree with you about Wentz. Um, I don't think he's horrible. I mean, just two, three years ago, he was MVP front runner until he tore his ACL. Um, yeah. I still think he should have won it that year over Tom Brady, but um, uh, I think, I think the Eagles probably still won that Super Bowl if he's their quarterback. Um, we obviously won't ever know though, but, and then past two years after that, he was pretty good. And there's an obvious debate of him or Dak. And that apparently that's just gone away this year completely. People are putting him at 30 of quarterback rankings. And it's just like, guys, he still has talent. It's just Doug Peterson was horrible. He wasn't that good at all. Everyone around him was injured. But training a top 10 pick for that is not the move, especially with that contract, with how much money is still guaranteed on that contract and how many years are still on that contract. It's just not worth it. Um, but let's move on. Um, now we got some like free agent talk. Um, I, I think we can get out of the quarterback discussion, All right. except for the last one, which I know you want to talk about. Um, they Juju signs with the LA chargers and that's from FS Rangers. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so as well. It kind of makes sense. I can understand where you're coming from for the whole. I don't think Juju's returning to Pittsburgh. Um, the LA makes a little sense just because obviously I think the whole thing is they want to surround Herbert with as much talent as they can because of what he did this year. Um, I'm trying to kind of think off the top of my head where Juju would end up. Uh, In the, I think. Miami, uh, New I York. could see Miami, but I think my not that it matters, but I've seen a lot of Miami fans opposed to the idea. Well, uh, people okay, I need to say this people think Juju is a locker room cancer when he just makes TikToks, yeah, like it's the dumbest shit ever. That some people actually think he is a literal toxicity to a locker room. When all he does is make dance videos on an app for teenagers. And it's just like, whatever. Like, yeah. like, just let him enjoy himself. I know the dancing on the logo thing was a big deal, but he stopped doing it and he did talk a little bit of shit. But it's just like, that's football. That's what happens. He's not actively hurting his team, um, even though the Steelers receiving core was a little uh, drop, droppy, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Chargers, they have a very complicated offseason on their hands because they have a lot of free agents and they have a decision to make with guys like Melvin Ingram and Hunter Henry. Um, I don't think Melvin Ingram will be back because they're going to switch to a 3-4 or a Leo. And I know Melvin Ingram was kind of their Leo guy with Gus Bradley, but they have Joey Bosa and they're going to have to compliment him. And I just don't think they're going to pay him. Um, so I don't know. I, I if they're going to invest their money, it's going to be on the offensive line, if you ask me. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not really much I have to say about that. Um, we'll see where Juju ends up. I agree, though. I think that people just look at 
his dances and think that he's completely different than the wide receiver he is because I I mean I think anyone can notice he's still a good wide receiver. Yeah. And it should he should get signed with a good payday this offseason. Um all right. Then we'll I know you'll like this one. Uh this one's by Tim Gweppel. I don't who I don't knows. Know. We tried. I, I'm terrible at pronouncing names. I never will be good at it. <laughs> Um, the Packers signed two top 30 receivers from pre-agency. We talked about this pre-pod. I don't think you think it's going to happen for the uh, whole cap situation. Um, and I think people, it, 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 I can't talk right now. It got brought up at like the halfway point of the season. Everyone's like, you know, oh, outside of Devontae Adams, Green Bay has no one. They need to try and find a way to get other talent around Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, to a point I can understand where you're coming from, but I just don't think two top 30 receivers in free agency. I don't think that's kind of what they're going to do this off season. Well, first of all, it's not necessary. Um, I mean, our receivers outside of Adams performed well. Um, our offense was the best in the league in the entire season up until um, the NFC championship game. I do still think we need a wide receiver. I think we need a specified receiver too. And I think they're going to draft one instead. Um, I'm not going to get my hopes up because I thought they were going to do that last year. Um, and I, I don't think we're going to take one in the first round. Um, but signing two top 30 receivers from this free agency, I don't see that as a likelihood. Um, there is something of note that all of our wide receivers will be free agents within the next two years. So this next upcoming year is Devontae Adams' contract year um, and other guys like Alan Lazard, MVS. And um, so we're going to have to extend some of these guys. And like Lazard and MVS, they MVS had a fantastic end of the season run. He was the best player on offense in the NFC Championship game outside of A-Rod, if you ask me. Um, he was great in that game. And Lazard is the best, one of the best blocking wide receivers. He's so vital to that, to the Packers and the Packers just don't run more than two wide receivers. Like they run 11 personnel. Like I think like bottom five amount of percentage of snaps in the league. So they don't really need like a wide receiver that desperately as people say they do. And that's why their offense was so great this year because they didn't need one. I think it's more likely that they take a tight end in the first round than a receiver. Cause I think they truly want a wide tight end, but I ultimately think they will go trenches, but um, I did. And also you got to bring in, like you brought up, sorry, I'm going a little too long on this. Um, our cap situation is kind of a problem. Uh, we're, ever since we gave extensions to Kenny Clark and David Bakhtiari, which obviously are kind of big deals to extend. Uh, we're over the cap by like 20, 30 mil. So we're going to have to cut our losses with some players like Preston Smith, Christian Kirksey, Rick Wagner. Um, and we're gonna have to let guys walk in free agency like Aaron Jones. I don't think we're going to resign Aaron Jones because AJ Dillon actually looked good. And um, he's just going to command too much money. Um, we apparently offered him top five running back money and he said no. So uh, yeah, you can get out of town because I don't want to pay running back. Uh, we're going to lose Corey Lindsley, the best center in football probably. And uh, Kevin King, you can get the fuck out of town. And um, yeah, that's all I can really, I mean, we're going to have to make some tough decisions this off season. I do think we can sign like one or two players that are kind of like a mid to lower tier veteran free agents to like shorter term deals, but I think those won't come from the receiver spot. I think that'll be a um, corner because we're not going to have a corner number two because Kevin King's not going to be on this team or a defensive lineman. Um, I could see a signing a veteran receiver. I saw a report today that uh, we're expected to be in on T Y Hilton. I don't know why we'd be in on T Y Hilton, but uh, we are apparently. Um, but the biggest name I can see assigning is like a Corey Davis because he knows the scheme, but I see us being more in on a guy like a Josh Reynolds or a, I don't know, but um, we're not signing two players, two receivers. We'd be lucky to sign a defensive lineman to a more than $5 million contract or a corner two. Um, sorry. I went long on that. Do you have anything to 
say about this. Sorry. I think you uh, summed it up perfectly. I don't think there's much <laughs> words for me to say. I'm sorry. But no, we, no, don't be we sorry. Each, we each gave each other one for our teams. Exactly, team. exactly. People uh, understand. We're just passionate about our teams. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about um, – we'll, we'll reveal the new series we're going to do to replace Takeaway Tuesday. Uh, probably not next week, but the week after um, if we wanted to do that. But uh, yeah. let's do Kurt's team now. Dak to the Washington football team. And that's from JTA artwork. I mean, put Dak on Washington. I'm having a field day. I'm extremely happy. Um, do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. I think I think Dak Prescott will ultimately end buck end up back in Dallas. But here's what I've been telling people. And I think people are automatically assuming that he's going to return to Dallas, but I, I do want to bring this up because Dak Prescott, he owes really nothing to Dallas. In my opinion, obviously Dallas did draft him in the third round. Um, and you know, they've had, he's been the starter since what was it 2016. So it's been a while yeah. away. He's been the starter. Um, but he never got paid. Obviously there's the whole thing about, you know, what if he was going to get paid this last off season didn't happen, you know, it remains going into this off season and, you know, with the injury that he suffered, obviously, I think, you know, we listened to Connor live. So we Connor NFL draft and he was like, I mean, watching Andy Dalton was the worst thing ever. And it was apparent for most people that Dak Prescott. What I guess deserved more money while not even playing for that Cowboys team, just because of how much better I'd say he was, you know, than Andy Dolan or, you know, even like Ben DiNucci, but you can understand that circumstance. Um, you know, and I brought it up the stat that basically showed that Andy Dolan technically is similar to Dak Prescott when you're looking at basic stats, but I think anyone can kind of tell that Dak is a much better quarterback and what he does you know, that doesn't show up on the stat sheet is very impressive and is very deserving of whatever money he gets. So, you know, I think he'll, re- I think he'll remain in Dallas, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of upset by the situation that remained or that transpired and that, you know, obviously they didn't pay him. He went down with the injury and now he can almost kind of have this sense of approach where it's like, oh, well, you guys didn't, you didn't pay me. So I'm going to go somewhere else to a team that will pay me and will appreciate it. And that could be Washington. It could be another team. And, you know, we've named off many teams that need a starting quarterback, but all in all, I think he'll end up still in Dallas. I would love for him to be in Washington. I mean, I've said so many times how I would love a quarterback like him and why I say is now as a top five or six quarterback in the league, but who knows if it happens. I doubt it will. Yeah. I I don't think Dak's going to, hit free agency i think he'll get tagged again honestly Uh, that'd be brutal i know i feel so bad for him i mean when he got injured i was heartbroken for him um because of everything that kind of led up to it you know with you know the whole skip bayless thing criticizing his brother or him for opening up about his mental illness and then the the um, you know him not getting paid and then his passings and his family and all that kind of stuff um and I said at the time, I'm like, Dallas just hasn't shown that they appreciate Dak. And if I'm Dak, I'm looking at the situation. And I'm just not happy with it. Um, but I don't think Dallas is going to let him leave because I feel like this season has made them realize that they need him because Andy Dalton, even though he was, eh, he's not the quarterback they need. Andy um, Dalton is a solid backup, in my opinion. I think he's a okay bridge but yeah. he's not going to win you like a lot of games. You know? I love the signing for Dallas when it happened. Yeah, I, I did too. Um, but I will say this. I want Dak to get out of Dallas, but if Dak stays in Dallas, it's because he recognized that this division is for the taking. And Dallas, if they had him the whole year, they win that division. I'm sorry, Kurt, but they do. Um, Brutal. I'm sorry. But uh, if Dak does hit the open market, Washington, be all over that. Indianapolis be all over that uh, throw the bag at him. If you're one of those teams that can afford him and can pay him whatever he wants, because those teams will appreciate him more. And um, 
That's just kind of how I feel about it. But otherwise, well, the two teams you just listed are able to afford him. So that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, if he if he can hit the open market, I mean, New England can afford him too. So if New England wants to get out on that, they can. Um, uh, I mean, shit. I mean. If Dak hits the open market, that'd be so insane, but no one is talking about it, which I think is kind of insane. It's kind of getting overshadowed by Stafford. I agree. I mean, there's the, there's the possibility of it occurring. And I think that he is, I don't think he's better than Watson, but I do think he's better than Stafford. So. Yeah. But like everyone was talking about him last off season and, um, even with Tom Brady being a free agent. Yeah. I mean, everyone was talking about Dak and also Tom Brady, but it was kind of even this year. It's like, they're not even talking about it because the narrative died last year when they tagged him, and everyone knew he was going to get tagged. Um, but they still talked about it and it's just kind of like, no one's just bringing it up anymore. And I find that very interesting. Um, so I don't know, maybe this could be an under the radar I'm getting the hell out slowly and swiftly. Washington are going to sign him. No one's going to really expect it out of nowhere. We do it. And everyone's like, wow. All right. Fair play. And we're going to win the division. That's how it's going to work. Well, uh, we'll see, but uh, that's it. That's all the takes we, we had prepared for you guys today. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. All right. Well, thank you. That is going to do it. Thank you guys for listening to highlighted and all sports culture podcast. Thank you guys for sending in your takes and obviously enjoy Super Bowl Sunday and enjoy the best game of the year. Um, and as always, thank you guys, me and Sam out and make sure you guys download prize picks and use the promo code all sports, but until next time, catch you guys later. Bye-bye.